Let us pray. Holy God, you have the words of eternal life. By your Holy Spirit, let your words pierce our darkness, strengthen our faith, and illumine our witness for you. Amen. A reading from Joshua. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your ancestors, Terah and his sons, Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates and served other gods. Now, therefore, revere the Lord and serve the Lord in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight. He protected us along all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which the ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things while he was teaching in a synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. The sounds of service echo throughout the community of Idlewild. Voices warming up to sing God's praises, 
children laughing as they play and learn from faithful volunteers, pickleballs thwacking as people move their bodies in our gym, communion glasses clinking as elders gather our juice-stained cups, questions rumbling as we wrestle with our spiritual journeys and wonder where God is leading us, the caroline ringing and calling every seeking soul to the bath and table, to prayer and word. We are indeed a people, a body of Christ, who know how to serve in sincerity and in faithfulness. Following the movements of our ancestors, we continue Idlewild's legacy of service. We serve meals every Thursday evening. We provide a mobile food bank. We offer shelter through Room in the Inn. We host a Midtown legal clinic and offer our presence to those moving through the mental health court. We plant gardens and we welcome immigrants. But sometimes, in the midst of our doing, we lose sense of our being. Sometimes, in the chaotic cacophony of our faithful and sincere service, we lose sense of our why. We lose sense of our motivation, our driving force, our inspiration, our reason for choosing to serve. So what inspires us to engage our ministries of witness? What drives us to embody our faith in such a way that through service, we offer new life to others? Why do we partake in Christ's mission in the world? Why do we serve in this place during this time? Especially during this time of our continual emergence from the pandemic's trauma and of our continual reckoning with ambiguous losses. Losses that leave us with feelings of disconnection from one another and from the church. Ron Ironman is a professor of sociology at Yale University whose writings explore the notion of cultural trauma. Cultural trauma is at work when a community experiences the dissolution of collective identity. When a community experiences the dissolution of collective identity. He described this concept of cultural trauma in an article from 2013. And encountering this definition in 2022, I find his words to be prophetic. For they speak to where we are today, re-engaging and reintegrating after the disconnection and dissolution that has occurred over the last few years. And we are not alone in this work of remembering, of putting back together our collective identity. The people that Joshua gathered and summoned to Shechem also experienced a dissolution and reintegration of their collective identity. Taken from beyond the river, 
brought up from the land of Egypt and out from slavery's bondage and safely led through the wilderness to enter a new land, God's people needed a renewal, a reminder, a recalling of their collective identity. A few things need to be noted about Shechem. This gathering place nestled in a valley between mountains known for their blessings and curses. Shechem is the city Abram first encountered after God called him to leave his country and to go to the land that will be shown to him. It is the city where Jacob safely camped after wrestling with the divine, receiving a new name and reconciling with his brother. It is also the city whose name appears as a noun throughout our sacred text to describe the various parts of our bodies that carry heavy loads and burdens. It is in this liminal place, this place of both history and beginnings, that Joshua reminds the gathered people of the choice they have in this familiar yet new land. Our bodies may be weary from carrying heavy burdens, but choose this day whom we will serve. This choice, this moment of decision is crucial for this choice reestablishes their collective identity of being a people who serve the Lord, their God. Their God who was with them throughout their dissolution and reintegration. Their God who pulled them across the river. Their God who saved them from the land of Egypt and the house of slavery. Their God who did great signs in their sight and protected them along all the way they went. This is the God whom they and we choose to serve. The opportunity to choose this commitment to being God's servants also appears in today's gospel reading. Eat my flesh and drink my blood, Jesus says. Then you will abide in me and I will abide in you. Jesus invites us to an incarnational faith, a faith that eternally enlivens us through Christ's power abiding in us. Jesus calls us to live at the intersection between the human and the divine, the intersection where through Christ we become fully human, fully present fully aware of our collective identity as servants of the servant. Brought from beyond the river like our ancestors, Christ nourishes us with a feast of flesh and blood so we may live lives of flesh and blood, lives that join our triune God's movement by faithfully responding to God's activity in the world through service to others. As many disciples in John's gospel remind us, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? Our sincere and faithful response of service to God and service to others is a risky and difficult commitment. 
Our service is difficult because as the Catholic priest Henry Nowen writes in The Wounded Healer, none of us can help anyone without becoming involved, without entering our whole person into the painful situation, without taking the risk of becoming hurt, wounded, or even destroyed in the process. Our commitment to being servants requires our willingness to become involved, to offer our whole soul to the situation before us, to risk everything for love, trusting that our hurts and our wounds will not have the last word. No wonder our commitment to serving God and serving others requires a daily choice. Choose this day whom we will serve, choose this day to whom will we go. Will we choose to turn back from Christ and walk away from our collective identity? Or will we choose to turn toward Christ, to believe and know that we serve the Holy One of God, that we serve the one whose words contain eternal life, that we serve the one who abides with us and burrs new life in the darkest of places. As servants of the servant, may we daily choose to serve in response to our saving God. May we choose to remember our collective identity as we regather and reintegrate our scattered pieces. May we choose to join the inbreaking of God's kingdom as we express a flesh and blood faith and dance between the human and the divine. May we choose to say, we will serve the Lord for the Lord is our God. As our various souls in this time and in this place choose yet again to serve. May our collective identity in Christ unite us in our service of God, of Memphis, and the world. Amen.